All right, we are recording. Today I have on Alex Fedotov. He's an international speaker, leading Facebook ad strategist, and he has over 100 million in sales generated for his clients. So Alex, thank you for coming on to talk to me today. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, thank you for having me. Definitely. So we were chatting a little bit before we started recording. You're currently in Poland, originally from the Ukraine. Could you just talk a little bit uh, briefly about your background, you know, where you're from, mm -hmm. what you started doing professionally and how you now got into running an agency for Facebook advertising? Sure. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's not like straight pass, right? <laughs> like, sure. like probably for many people. So um, I was, uh, yeah, I was born in Ukraine. Um, I mean, poor country, uh, like third world country. Um, and so yeah um like everyone you know typical past you know i was like going through university um i realized you know in like my second year i realized it's not like um something that um you know well uh like basically it's not a good path because i've seen people who you know after after you go through university then you get a job and i i realized how much money they're making and i realized that that's not much not enough and yeah. so I was always looking for, you know, something like extra. So I was working like all kind of different jobs. And so I graduated um, and, you know, again, was, was doing all kind of like random stuff. Um, and then, um, yeah, then I realized that, you know, some of my friends, they, they've been doing like freelancing, working for, you know, like, uh, you know, clients from other countries. And I realized that, you know, I, I probably need to do that as well, but I had no idea, like, how to do it and um and also i, I wanted to go after u.s market mm -hmm. but i didn't speak english like you know so at that point so yeah. um so i needed to figure that those like little issues out and then mm -hmm. uh so i started to learn english and uh i signed up for like elance you know it was like uh, before upwork yeah. and so sign up there uh was you know searching like through jobs and you know basically like kind of like seeing okay was someone's looking for like search engine optimization okay so i would just google what is search engine optimization <laughs> and then you know, yeah and so started to learn like as as i as i you know as i've been through all of this and then you know i decided to focus at the beginning on like um you know conversion rate optimization then like search engine optimization google adwords so i was trying like learn like as much as possible and same time applying for all of these um you know projects um like trying like to learn and figure out like throughout the night, like the learning English, learning all of these skills and then applying throughout yeah. the day. Um, so it was very, very intensive, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't like, I didn't just didn't see like another pass. Yeah. Um, I just needed to figure that out. Um, and so eventually like more and more people started to ask like about Facebook advertising. Mm. So I decided, okay, so probably need to figure that part, part out. And, um, I just, I just focused like all in on Facebook and that's, that's where it started to like really pick up because like you can try to like learn so many things, but you cannot like know all of them. Well, like you have to pick up like something, like some, like one thing and then just focus on it. And so I, f I focus on Facebook and, um, it started to get like great, you know, traction because, you know, we started to get like good results for clients. Uh, I started hiring, you know, help. Um, you know, to, to, to work on the, on the accounts. We started to, you know, attract better and better clients. I've, I've started my Facebook group, which is now like 30,000 members. Oh, wow. Um, so that helped with, you know, attracting clients as well. 
Um, and yeah, it just gradually just went from there. Um, after that, you know, we've, uh, we've also launched some of our own products where, um, you know, we, we spend money on advertising ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like running this combination of, um, you know, of, of basically, you know, doing, doing it for clients and doing it for ourselves where, you know, um, yeah, it's kind of like business model right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different aspects to it. And, um, I had a couple questions in between, but we can skip right to that. So this is kind of an interesting thing with service businesses. Now, uh, you have distributed team members. You mentioned you have a couple of physical offices as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have this group coaching side with things like the Facebook group. And then you also mm-hmm. have the digital products side. So do you see that as kind of the new agency model for scaling or how do you look at scaling your own business with your, you know, operations for the personnel and the distributed team versus the digital mm-hmm. products versus the group coaching? This is like, um, I mean, eventually we'll, um, we'll just probably, uh, move to, um, you know, more like group coaching because this is more scalable model service like service-based businesses i mean it's 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 hard to scale and i've noticed like you know we could we could we could get like many more clients it just you know i know that the you know that results will suffer and the deliverables will suffer um and so that's kind of you know that's kind of you know the the negative side of it whereas you know with um for example you know what we're working now is you know basically putting all, all of that we've learned like throughout, you know, this kind of like journey and having mm-hmm. more like um, e-learning, like education, like basically helping people to, you know, to, to do it, like to implement it themselves. And then, you know, for some of those, if we have the capacity to then, you know, we can accept them as clients and do it for them. Um, but yeah, this, this business model is more, is more scalable. Uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's kind of, um, like the past, the, the past is typically like, you know, it, it should evolve, you know, it cannot be the same. So either you, you try to grow your agency, then you, I mean, you have to hire like a lot of people, um, ideally in house, I don't see like agencies, like, you know, scaling agency. Like if you, if, if it's remote, I mean, yeah, it, it's hard. It's so hard. Like there's so many like communication issues. Um, so that's what we have been through. That's why we have, we have an office now in, in, um, in, in, in Poland and we have people here, uh, so we can, you know, we can communicate, we can create this culture, like things get, get done faster. So I think that's definitely like must if, if you want to, you know, if you want to have this like scalable, um, business. Mm, interesting. So, so for you, at least for the service side, scaling the media buyers and the team members you think that's still pretty difficult to do as a as a fully remote team you think it's still much easier if you're co-located i'm sure i'm sure some people do it successfully you know um so like yeah for me just it's just better if you see someone if you can tell him like okay this is you know and and you didn't have to like go like back and forth and type like on slack like I mean, like mm. eight hours a day, like 10 hours a day on Slack. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's, the, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of, like, I've seen like great, like, you know, um, increase like in efficiency uh, since, you know, we've started like working with people like in-house. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Awesome. No, I totally agree. If you have a million Slack channels open and different conversations and all of them, it can, it can become pretty, pretty difficult, pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So back to a little bit of this earlier topic with Facebook. So you talked about your getting into the industry and learning all these different things and getting tr early traction with Facebook. Was there anything else that made you decide to go all in with Facebook advertising or was it just that there was the most demand for it in the marketplace? Just, just demand like, and, uh, yeah, just demand. Like in the first place it was demand. Um, but then it's, um, yeah, I mean like how you can, it, it it's scalable. It's, um, you know, like you can target people. So the, the targeting options are, are, are quite good. Um, it's, it's getting, obviously, you know, it's getting more and more competitive, like every, like other platform. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of like compliance, um, you know, compliance issues. Um, but I mean, overall, overall, it's still like a good platform. It, it's evolved. It's evolved a lot. Like, I mean, evolved a lot, like in the last few years. Um, yeah. So now it's like, I think it's, it's quite, quite mature platform at this point. Yeah, no, it definitely is for people just getting in. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot more competitive than it was a few years ago. Um, so talking about some of your expertise and sharing it, you know, you guys, we talked about, you have training you also have your Facebook group. Can you talk a little bit about what you're teaching people in that group and how that benefits the members? What kind of lessons you guys are, are putting out there? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm sharing like case studies, I'm sharing, um, you know, like for example, if, if, you know, there are like some learning experience or some new updates or anything, you know, I'm getting some updates for, from my uh, Facebook app, for example. So I'm sharing this with members. Uh, people are asking questions, you know, like, you know, like for example, someone is hiring, you know, a media buyer or someone is mm -hmm. hiring someone like, you know, they pose these questions, other people respond, apply. So, it's kind of like group communication where it's kind of like source of um, like the information and also source of like uh, connections that, you know, people can get connected to can benefit from, um, you know, from each other. So uh, yeah, so that's, that's basically, I mean, that's my, my group is not the biggest um, in, you know, but it's, it's, I mean, it's quite big. Um, there are biggest groups, biggest, bigger groups like out there, but um yeah we have we have it's quite engaged uh we have you know people with different backgrounds a lot of agencies a lot of e-commerce uh, entrepreneurs uh drop shippers so it's kind of like all variety of uh you know of different um people but yeah it's it's quite good it's, i i recommend like for everyone um you know to have their like own community because um that allows you to kind of like learn about the marketplace get clients um that's, I think there are a lot of benefits of having, having this community as a, as a service provider or, you know, as someone who's, um, you know, who's providing some service. Yeah. Yeah. Another part of the kind of a new service business model. And how did you get started with that? Because I know you said, you said earlier you had 30,000 people, which like, congrats, that's, that's a really awesome, you know, large community. Was this like something you started from day one or what made you decide to start it? When did you start it? I just, I just was watching like other communities and I said like, okay, you know, I can do it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like you do everything. And so, um, um, yeah, at the beginning, you know, there, there are a lot of like unknowns, you know, like with everything, like, mm -hmm. you know, so for example, I wanted to start like a community then, you know, I didn't know, like, 
how to name it then you know like you think like for days you know like how how do how do you actually name it right yeah. and then like until you just i just i just like one second that this is a name facebook ads rockstars right i just like whatever yeah. like this is a name that's it and that's done and i think that's very important like if you want to get something just freaking get it done like because yeah. otherwise like you can you can think about that like name or you can think about and so i got it done you know, I've, I've invited a few, few of my friends. Um, so, okay, I have like 10 members now. Okay, so that's yeah. good. And then, you know, like I ask them if they can invite some of their friends, right? And then from there, it's like just, you know, like organically asking people from time to time to invite other members. I mean, but it's been like two years now, like more than yeah. two years. So it's, I mean, it's not like, you know, it didn't happen like in one month. But yeah. I think like for everyone, like who wants to start their like group, like it, it just like getting started the most important part um because otherwise like with everything you, you know you know just you, you just overthink it you just overthink it and don't do it totally so just get it done get it done boom that's it <laughs> totally yeah no that's so true and that kind of brings me to how I, how I found your work is your youtube channel Mm-hmm. Talking about just getting things done. Uh, you already have almost 7,000 subscribers and it looks like you, your oldest videos are only a year old. So that is for YouTube, especially now it's a little more competitive. That's really impressive. You know, you, you've really started to amass a following just in a year. Um, and one of the things I love about your videos is for the type of work you do, technical work, screencasts are really useful. And I noticed that a lot mm-hmm. of your videos are just screencasts. Uh, which I love personally. I, I thought for some reason on, on YouTube, you had to have vlogs or vlog intros, mm-hmm. but a lot of yours are just screencasts and they're crushing it. They're doing really well. So can you talk at all about how you just made the decision to just, you know, just do that and why you settled on that format for, you know, about half of your videos, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I started YouTube, um, cause yeah, I've seen lots of people doing well with it. Um, then, you know, I, I, you know, I knew that, for example, you know, if someone like, for example, you know, finds me through video, you know, they're, they're a qualified person because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they see my information, um, they see my content, right? So when, when, for example, you know, they want to reach out when they need help with, you know, with um, some service that I can provide then, you know, they're, they're much more pre-qualified and pre-sold. Right. Yeah. So for me, that yeah. that was the reason that, you know, in the first place, I decided to do it. And also like to share, like, if I if I can help someone to to, to not do some of the you know, mistakes that I have done, I think that's also helpful for, you know, for other people. So like on one side, it's selfish. On one side, it's not as selfish. So basically two reasons. Um, and, you know, with screencasts, I think like so I'm in Facebook advertising, you know, space and. I mean, obviously there are a lot of like concepts, but pretty much a lot of the things, you know, that like you can get done, they're, they're done like, you know, in the computer, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of just out of necessity, you know, like you cannot explain, like you cannot explain some of the things just by talking about them. You, you, you have to actually show it. So yeah, it's just kind of like out of necessity. I think some of the, yeah, probably like some motivational videos, like you didn't have to be, you can just be on camera, you can just talk. But some of the things, like some of the specific industries, like like you do, for example, tracking, Google Analytics. I mean, it's so difficult to just, I mean, you know, if you, if you tell me something, okay, I'm saying, all right, 
Yeah. But then if you show me, it's like, okay, I got yeah. it. Okay. And if, yeah. if I can even like uh, just follow the steps that you show me, right, mm-hmm. and implement it and get results, I mean, that, that's, that's even more powerful. So I think that's, you know, every, every industry is different, but in the industry that like I'm in and you're in, it's just necessity to, to do screencasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. I love it though, because I've done a little bit of YouTube content and a big block for me is I'm always thinking like for technical topics, you really have to almost follow a script if you're not staring at what you're doing and showing someone. Cause it's very difficult. Like you said, to conceptualize like <laughs> all these different menus and things. If you're just trying to like, you know, talk about it on a whiteboard. So mm-hmm. I loved when I found your channel, I was like, I love this style of content. It's so simple and so useful. And I just assumed that it wouldn't do that well, but your channel proves that's not the case. So awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I think my, my channel, like obviously, you know, I want to grow it as fast, you know, faster. Uh, there, there are people that have, have done much better in, in a similar like time frame. So yeah, I think I can do even better. There's, you know, you have to like for so for youtube you have to um like for youtube there, there are a few things that are important like in terms of kind of uh so your thumbnail needs to be good so people have to click through and then your average watch time has to be high so people kind of like stay engaged throughout your video so those things are very important i'm, I'm still figuring them out uh but yeah it's kind of, kind of like there are a few few major things that you need to know about like videos um because you can create like very good video right like amazing video like perfect video explaining everything like very well but then if people cannot find it if people cannot you know you know if you don't optimize it for the right like keywords um if the thumbnail if people are not clicking on it then you know like you know people just simply will not find it so totally yeah you have some great thumbnails too especially I saw you, you know, switch around the format a little, but I love the new one. It looks, it's really yeah, awesome. We, we have, we have, a, we have a guy like now doing this like full time, like, you know, he's experimenting with different stuff because just like each platform, each platform is so like, you know, like you, you need to know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to know like basically what works on each platform, how to optimize content. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I think that's, um, I mean, probably one person can do several, several kind of like different channels. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I believe like with YouTube there, there like, you need to have like some combination of like paid traffic, um, you know, with YouTube, with, you know, with organic, like, so you're attracting some people like with paid traffic and then, you know, they watch your videos and you have some offer because just organically, growing it um yeah it it kind of like it, it gets more and more competitive so yeah we're now working on some kind of like organic like uh you know organic plus paid strategy um mm-hmm. so just to get you know just just get more people to to view the content yeah no totally i i i love that because um you really do like you said with a, a guy editing it you really do need a workflow to have good content production especially as someone who's not just a content creator like yourself, you know, you're a business owner, you have other stuff to do. Can you talk at all about what's helped you? You said you have a guy editing. So is this just editing and doing thumbnails and posting, or do you have someone that's actually doing the YouTube SEO as well? What sort of paid have you guys experimented with that you would recommend to other, you know, people that are making these like 
tactical videos, interviews, stuff in this space? Yeah. So, um, basically like he is, yeah, he, he does like everything. He does the, the keyword optimization. Like he, he, he writes the descriptions. I mean, ideally, ideally that, that has to be in a way where it's like, you know, if, if you, if you create the content, there needs to be someone who just, who just like takes it over. Like you created the content and that's it. Like, you know, it's, it's gone. Like someone else, like it takes care of it. Like otherwise, you know, like you become like, you know, full-time video editor, you know? And so it, it, I mean, and then you obviously have other things to do. I mean, at the beginning, maybe like, yeah, maybe you, you need to do it by yourself and if you don't have the capacity, but yeah, there are people who will edit the video. There are people who will like optimize it for, you know, for keywords. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, you know, basically getting it like, you know, delegating this stuff is, um, you know, is very important because otherwise it just, you know, just becomes too, especially if you, if you want to like, if you do like one video a week, it's fine. But, you know, we, we want to make it more like a refined work. For example, we have like a one day a week, you know, like shooting day, like, you know, I create the content and then, um, you know, basically I shoot it and then, you know, it basically goes through the flow and it's scheduled. And for every day of the week, we have a video, like we have like five videos a week, for example. So, oh, wow. yeah, so that's, that's kind of, but it, it's, I mean, there's a lot of work and I, I think that still there is like, there needs to be some kind of like paid, paid acquisition strategy, paid traffic, because if, if you just want to do it like through organic, like, I mean, it will take years and years. I see some people like grinding like for years, like, you know, they have like maybe like <laughs> 20, 30,000 subscribers, but you know, they've been doing this for like, uh, I don't know, three, four years, like almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. And you think, like, geez, you know, and some people you see like, they're just, you know, starting videos and then, you know, they do obviously, you know, some kind of like space traffic or something and they just blow up. Right. So yeah. that's, I think that's, you know, there needs to be some gross hack, you know, gross hack. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> There's gotta be a lot of strategy thought about how you're going to grow a channel. I, yeah, totally agree. Um, so is there anything that you'd recommend to people besides, you know, like Google ads? I know they have a native, uh, YouTube advertising platform where you can, promote your channel with paid yeah youtube um yeah now we are exploring like what what's the best option but um yeah probably like um promoting your video like like in, in like through like in stream right so basically driving people to your channel or driving people to you know just to basically uh like getting people to watch some of your videos so we are exploring now like with different options like what's what's possible and what we can do and what can be like, if we can, for example, you know, like do it, like if we, for example, can create a video and if we can measure kind of like how much, how much like return that video is producing, then, mm -hmm. you know, obviously we can, you know, we can justify, okay, so we just need to put like more budget into advertising, right? Yep. It's kind of like, um, I think it's kind of like, you know, Ty Lopez, you know, these, these guys like, Obviously, they've invested a lot of money into paid advertising, but they had a, they had this like offer, this funnel that you know they've been driving people to, and um, yeah, I believe like numbers played out. I don't know the numbers, but you know probably numbers played out where they knew like 
okay, if we invest, let's say $100,000 or like $1 million into advertising, then we get, you know, that money back, you know, on the back end, right? Like people sign up, people pay, and we get that money back and it's kind of like pays for itself. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's the key, like knowing your numbers, like getting like to a proof of concept. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, then you can scale once you know those. So that's where your part comes from, comes, uh, you know, comes in with yeah. like tracking yeah. analytics, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you know, like Dan Locke, you know, this like big YouTube yeah, guy. Totally. Like, he's huge, like 1.9 yeah. million subscribers. So yeah. they have a, for each video on YouTube, for example, Mm-hmm. They have the tracking, right? So, for example, they have an offer with each video, with each video and they have the, that specific video, uh, that specific link is, you know, tracking link. Yeah, UTM. Yeah. And, yeah, and so they know, like, for example, okay, so they published the video. I don't know how much budget they put, like, behind in kind of, like, promoting that video. But, you know, basically they get the, they get the sales from it. They can measure how much, how much in sales they have, you know, produce from that video. Okay, so then they can justify it, right? And it's yeah. kind of like then it just you know pays for itself, and that's the key, I guess. Because otherwise, if you if you just create it just for for the sake of creating it, it just you know, or you just or you just create it, you put a lot of effort in, and then you put it out there, and you hope it will work then it doesn't work, you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you just lose motivation over time because you will not see kind of like, you know, what's the purpose of it, you know, eventually that's the purpose of it. It's like, you know, to, to grow your business, right. To help other people, you know, identify, like qualify, you know, who would be like the ideal customer for you mm-hmm. and get them to buy your product or service and help them. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's the goal of it, I guess. And, uh, yeah, if you can do it like predictably, if you know how much time, how much effort you are spending on it, and then how much you're producing as a result of it, that, you know, that's, that's a key. That's, um, you know, that's a key to scalability. Yeah, yeah, really, really trying to drill in on your actual customer acquisition costs and actual lifetime value or average for your customers. So how have you, this, this will be my last YouTube question. I want to get back to some of the agency stuff, but how have you tried to do that with your YouTube channel because uh, it has been successfully growing. Do you look at just adding new members to your community or are you actually looking at your channel versus things like program sales or how are you trying to do that? Yeah. Um, very good question. So, uh, for me, it's like, um, we have the, uh, so we have the program, um, and we have, you know, the agency clients, Right. Um, so yeah, that's, we, we didn't have this tracking yet, you know, refined to this level. Yeah. Like we, we, mm-hmm. we, we cannot know like which video has delivered, mm-hmm. let's say people have clicked from this video and they have applied and they became a client. We didn't have these numbers yet. And I think that's, a, you know, that's, that's a problem. Um, I know like Dan Locke, um, Dan Locke, like team, I, I guess they're using like wicked reports or something. Yeah. Wicked reports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to have this like sophisticated, uh, and I think that's a must, you know, at, on this third, for, for, you know, for me, at, at, you know, on this stage, it's more like, um, you know, I, I know it's kind of like, 
you know, there is a difference between like guessing, you know, like, oh, I guess it helps, you know, <laughs> video, you know, I, I guess it like helps uh, mm -hmm. versus shit. Like I, I see like, I, you know, I just post this video and that's how much I've generated. Gee, you know, I'll do this yeah. like tomorrow again. And yeah. so, um, so I, I think that's, you know, we are still working on that part. It's, uh, yeah, we just like recently started like to taking this seriously. Before that, it was like hobby. That's why, you know, I, I don't think that's, that's good idea to do it as a hobby because like you, you need to be like there needs to be some incentive to do it you know like mm -hmm. if you do something then you know okay here's the work i'm putting in here's the outcome i'm getting i'm growing my business growing my team you know that that has to be that has to be directly correlated and, and tracked yeah no, that's awesome. I totally agree. I try to avoid things that I can't track in some way because it's like, it sets you up to lose motivation. If you're just like mm -hmm. posting all these videos and you're, you're just not really sure it's just, it's pretty demotivating. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You mentioned those people who just create for like three years. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> that's like, that takes a lot of motivation. I don't have that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. So I want to get back to some of the Facebook, uh, the Facebook specific stuff and agency stuff. Are you still okay on time? Yeah. 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 I want to be respectful here. I know you gotta, I know you have a business to run here. So, okay. So headed back to the Facebook realm. So CBOs are a big thing that everyone's talking about, uh, campaign budget optimization, which if you guys don't know, that is a type of campaign that Facebook is now forcing advertisers to use. It's going to become standard. It's going to become the only type of campaign you can use. And to make a long story short, it optimizes some of the process that Facebook advertisers used to do manually. So how do you look at CBO campaigns? Do you think they're going to change the face of Facebook media buying? Do you think they're going to change media buying in general? How do you look at that? Um, I, I was saying they'll change media buying. They were just, they'll just force advertisers to adapt <laughs> um, to, to itself. So um, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's like, like, I mean, <clears throat> Out of all of out of like all of CBO, it's kind of like the only thing that frustrates the most advertisers. It just it's uh, sometimes it's not allocating budgets, you know, to the most like profitable assets, and that's what like most of the advertisers are frustrated about. And then the learning phase for it is also um, a bit a bit longer than with assets asset budget, uh, you know, like setup. So that's pretty much the, the you know the only like things that, you know, confuse advertisers, I guess. Um, and I mean, in terms of the, I think like the, the way, the way advertisers should look at, at, at CBO and overall at, at Facebook advertising is, I mean, this is like a billion dollar, you know, optimization machine, right? And um, like, it's, it's, it's trouble. Like if you, if you start advertising with low budget, right? And you are very like cost conscious, then maybe like you shouldn't advertise like or you i mean you shouldn't use like cbo probably from the start because like there's a learning you know there's a learning phase right with cbo and you might not be profitable like day one right mm -hmm. and then yeah. on day two you might be profitable right and for those advertisers with lower budgets probably the best would be to use like asset budget optimization like regular you know regular setup where okay so they see this ad set spend so much you know either you know to kill it or to let it run uh this ad set you know they have kind of like a bit more control over it but overall like ideally advertising how it should look and how it kind of like designed to be is 
like you do your proper like research in terms of like who you who you targeting like who you advertise to your avatars your angles you know your ad copy so if that's done on point right then cbo is just you know it's just a multiplier you know it just will help you to find the right combination and just allocate budgets to to the right um you know to the right audience with the right ad right but most people i think they they miss this part you know with kind of like research and, and creating good ads um and then you know obviously cbo does not work for them especially from day one and that that's kind of like what causes this frustration so yeah at the beginning like at, at if you if you just like strip everything down at the core of it like it's 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 still the same thing you still need to create good ads that resonate with your custom you know with your customers mm-hmm. and you need to have good creative and then you know cbo and all of this stuff is just what will you know either multiply your results or will just you know be unprofitable so if you do your basics right then you know you'll you will figure out cbo yeah so if you have the fundamentals down cbo or not your campaigns are more likely to work yeah i mean it's they will work because i mean it's kind of like you know the the way i look at it right at at, at you know at any advertising it's basically like a triangle right so you have the mm-hmm. you have your you have your message right you have your market right and you have your medium so the medium is facebook right and then you have your you have your message and you have your market right okay so i mean if your message let's say okay i am you know um you know here's the water right and you say um you know sorry but you know i'm i'm not thirsty right but i am you know here's the water you know and you say no no alex you know i'm i'm not i'm not thirsty i am like here's the here's the water like buy it buy it buy it you know uh, obviously you know this is not no cbo like will help you to sell this stuff (laughs) so um you know it's it's knowing like knowing your market like Mm. how to communicate the value of, of of your product and and then CBO will, you know, um, you just test, you see what works, what doesn't. You 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 kill or doesn't work, and you you let Facebook do its thing. Yeah, you gotta set set Facebook up to do its optimizations. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like not worried about CBO. What other trends do you see affecting media buying? You know, 2019, 2020, moving forward. Do you see any big things that's that are going to change media buying drastically, or not really? Yeah, I mean the um, the the page feedback score, right? So I mean, oh. Facebook becomes more and more about like user experience. Like recently, a few days ago, um, like tons of advertisers like have gotten their like account shut down, um, their business manager shut down. Some of them have had their like profiles, like let's say your profile, personal profile. Like you as a person is restricted from using any of the advertising products. Oh man. That's yeah, and and some of the people that that have gotten this, they haven't like even, you know, they haven't even had like any, like issues, you know, with Facebook. You know, they haven't had their account shut down. So like, like just, no warning, basically. Yeah, no warning, and and some people have not been haven't done anything wrong, and they have mm-hmm. been you know, basically you know punished with this, and so, 
obviously then you appeal and then it takes them like a few days or a few weeks, you know, it's kind of like becomes this like mess. And so Facebook was very harsh on advertisers like recently for this uh, page feedback score. This is very important. Like for everyone, um, you know, like if, if people buy your product there, you get like a lot of negative feedback on your product or people mm -hmm. buy your product. They're not satisfied with it. Then, you know, Facebook will just, you know, punish you and you have the, page feedback score, like if it drops, it is below like two or something, yeah. um, then you just, yeah, you just do it. Like your, your CPMs will go up, like you will get like a low quality of traffic, traffic that, you know, doesn't convert. Um, and you will, you will be overpaying for it and it just, yeah, it will be horrible. So you have to, yeah, you have to basically provide good customer experience. You have to do like fast shipping. Uh, if you, if you ship any items, um, and you, you, yeah, basically you have to, you have to do everything to just satisfy the user on Facebook and, you know, keep people happy. Yeah, totally. Better user experience. And, yeah. It does seem like anything user experience Facebook is cracking down on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just, you know, like, so a few years ago you could, you could get away with like, you know, advertising like different products that are not like fully compliant with policies. Now it's just, yeah, yeah it just becoming like harder and harder and just, yeah. Um, Cause they're like their automation, their artificial intelligence becomes so smart. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just the trend that everything goes. So you either, you know, you either stay compliant and you follow the rules or yeah, you will, you will get your accounts, business manager profile shut down. Yeah. Very easily. So I just have a couple more questions. Um, so one of them would be learning Facebook media buying. Who did you learn from? Is there anyone you recommend learning from besides, of course, you know, your own training products, which I will link to. Yeah. Thank you. Man. Uh, so, um, I mean, I've learned from, uh, Jason Horning is a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've learned from Tim bird, like he's a good guy. Uh, his, mm -hmm. his, his information is good. Um, uh, I've learned from a few people there, they're more like behind the scenes, um, but you know, they, they've done like more like media buying than anyone who's, um, you know, who's visible. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and a lot of like practice, you know, a lot of like, uh, I mean, a lot of money wasted, like, on, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's, uh, and especially like when you start like spending your own money and yeah. that's, I think like with, with agencies, that's what kind of like a lot of the agencies, they, they, they operate like clients money. And then, you know, I, I mean, some of the agencies are good. Right. But then yeah. it's like, if they don't spend their own money on advertising, even like on promoting their service. Right. It just, you know, they don't understand like the full, because when you start spending your own money, then it's like, all right, okay, I have to, I have to, you know, really like figure it out. And real, so, yeah. and so, yeah, I think that's, that's where like uh, a big, a big, like, um, you know, switch for me was when we started like advertising our own stuff, the, you know, e-commerce products and dropshipping products, like, okay, you spend like thousand dollars and you had like, you know, zero sales. Okay. You know, I, I, you know, I have to, I have to figure it out and, and quite fast. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest, you know, that's the biggest, um, you know, thing, I guess. 
like no one teaches this like even not a single program that I have been through and you know I've you know I invest a lot into like education but mm -hmm. not a single program like the program might give you like okay some foundation some mental kind of like models mm -hmm. um, and some ideas and some strategies but to really like comprehend it like you have to apply it and probably like a lot of the stuff will not work for you specifically for your specific product for your specific mm -hmm. situation for your mm -hmm. specific customer so you have to adapt it right mm -hmm. and so yeah it's a combination of what you learn and you can learn for free like you didn't have to even like buy you know courses if you don't want to obviously it's uh, you probably will will get a lot of like uh, useless information because there are so many people and you don't know like who you should listen to um, yeah. but you know it's you can learn by yourself and at the beginning i could not afford like you know courses and so i would just go like to youtube i would just like go to google and you know probably i spent like yeah i, I spent like too much time doing this like if you can learn from someone it will be much faster but then at the end of the day like whatever you learn you have to apply it you have to like learn from it and you have to adapt to yourself and to your own needs that's you know that's like the framework, I guess, to learn anything. Yeah, no, definitely. So maybe, maybe try to pick one good person, learn some stuff, and then go try to get some, some entry-level clients that you can see if you can help. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, awesome. And, and uh, Jason Hornug and then your stuff, which, um, I mean, I could go on all day about questions, but we will wrap it here. If people want to find out where they can get some of your training, besides your you know, excellent Alex Fedotov YouTube channel, where mm -hmm. where can they go to get some of your training courses or join your community? Um, so I'll send the link to my to my group on Facebook. Okay. And, uh, and we'll link okay. that below the video so you guys can join. Awesome, love it. Well, I'll link that below the video, and then your website is is it AF Media or do you have AlexFedotov.com? Yeah, AlexFedotov. Yeah. Alex Fedotov, the owner of AF Media. Well, Alex, thank you for coming on. I'm going to cut the recording and then we can chat after. All right. Yeah, thank you.